trying to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I'm just saying we, we uh, have a habit of saying a lot of good things before we start recording, which we are recording, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it's okay, I took no offense to it. Does my face look fatter than usual? No. Why? Because I'm looking at this little thing and my face looks fat. You have, le- you have less hair and less facial hair. If anything, it looks thinner. Why? Because I'm looking at myself and I'm like, well, I got fatter. Cameras at 10 pounds. You want to bring yeah. us in? Uh, yeah, welcome back to week one. What is it? Going into week two? How do we define this? Week one recap, week two officially. Week one recap, week two officially of the Dogs of War podcast. Uh, we are following a... I don't know how to define Sunday's game. Like, you still have the emotion of, damn, this sucks. My week would have started off... Obviously, all of our weeks would have started off a lot more positive had they been able to pull out the win in Kansas City. But I got nothing to complain from about the team. Like they played hard. They looked good. And that being said, I whenever the Browns lose, I go into, like, regardless of context, regardless of the record, it's like a solid two days of I can't look at ESPN. I can't look up things just because it just makes me either a more depressed or b kind of enraged at like all of the douchey takes whether it's from a truck driver that hates the browns because he hates his life no offense to truck drivers i'm just saying that's kind of the voice i get uh when i read those tweets or god can we say grossy i i just hate everything he says it's so negative uh, here's my article on the Browns implosion in the fourth quarter. Actually, I made some adjustments. Here's my thoughts on what was actually a Browns meltdown. And I'm like, why does everything that guy say irritate me so much? It's like, he's got to be doing it on purpose. This is, hey, look at me. I commandeered the rant. And I'm just like, why does he still have a job? And then I'm like, I'm doing the devil's work by talking about him and making him relevant because obviously more people listen to this podcast than they look at Tony Grossi tweets and that's just science. So I don't know where I wanted to end that rant. Probably on the upswing. We got a lot of positive things to talk about. A team to be proud of. They looked good. Kevin and I were at the stadium. Ground zero. And I don't know if you guys could tell, but holy hell. And I don't know which of these two stats is more impressive. One, how unbearably hot it was in Kansas City to how incredibly loud Arrowhead Stadium is. I want to start there. Well, I want to back it up first. Can we do that for a second? Yeah. Sorry, that was a rant. First Have of I all, that, was, that, long? that was three minutes, so no. Was it coherent the whole time, or did I just stumble on my words? I kind of blacked You're out. You're fine. Nice. You're fine. That's why I didn't say anything. I didn't want to interrupt this flow. Thanks, man. But welcome back. You got me, Kevin, and then, of course, Raleigh. Shout out to our servicemen and women, uh, past, current, future. 
Shout out to all of our first responders. Shout out to all of our people out there that make our lives a lot easier. Truck drivers, people that work in the stores, the cash registers, uh, people that work for the city, waste management, all of that. Um, I have a, a trivia question for you, Raleigh. Uh, is it one that's going to make me look real dumb? No, no, because I, I was surprised by this too. I just saw this when I was looking at some analytics before we hopped on. Besides the United States of America, how many different countries were represented in the listeners of last week's Emily Annie Wilkinson podcast? 73. I wish. Sorry, did I just one up the actual 23? All right, you're closer. 27. Hey, sorry. Wait, can we can we give a quick shout out? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to fly through this. Germany, Canada, Ireland, the UK, India, Sweden, Australia, Finland, Austria, United Arab Emirates, Belgium, Belize, Spain, Thailand, Argentina, Costa Rica, Czech Republic, Dominican Republic, France, Israel, Japan, Mexico, Morocco, Netherlands, Poland, Puerto Rico, and Qatar. Qatar, how do they say it? But shout out to all y'all. Uh, open invite. Anyone in these countries, please, like, come on this podcast and talk to us about this. Watching the games in Japan or Morocco or Poland. Shout out Poland. Come on in. I got to get a rant off real quick. Hit me with the rant while I look up a cool international thing. I tweeted this from our podcast Twitter earlier this week on Monday morning. Uh, some of y'all, with some of these takes and these things you're saying after Sunday's game, I said you need to take a cold shower and then take a few days off and come back. First of all, for those of you that are new around here, we drop these episodes. We'll get back to our Wednesdays during the season. It's Thursday coming out today. But we drop our episodes always, usually on Wednesdays because it gives us a few days to just sit back, relax, call, win or lose, calm down so we don't have any crazy hot takes coming in. That's what it is. But I have people out here – just really not knowing what they're saying and saying a lot of really dumb things. Um, y'all are wild and out there. And this people need to realize a good portion of Brown's Twitter, quote-unquote, I'm not talking about the blue checks. I'm not talking about the people. There's some good ones out there, obviously. People got to stop thinking that Brown's Twitter represents all of Brown's fandom or even a majority. It is nothing. It is a different world. It is a bunch of goofballs yelling into the void. Please stop taking Twitter takes and then thinking that they're put in stone by Browns fans in general. It's not. But some of y'all are just wilding out there. You, uh, you need Jesus or a hobby or something. But that's what I wanted to get off. That was a good rant, Kevin. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the international followers, listeners, what have you. Um, I don't know if you guys listening ever get on Reddit. I don't have time to go over what Reddit is other than it's cool and you can find your own little unique communities. Some are bigger than others. Uh the Browns subreddit is my favorite Browns community. It's, it's good. just the most passionate. It's how we came across. Shout out Tom Seipel. Um, but three years ago, I think this was right after we drafted Baker uh, coming off Owen 16. I made a post saying question for the Europeans who are Browns fans. First off, you guys all have my respect. Just wondering why you guys became Browns fans. They've been brutal for the past 19 years. I was, some of us were born into it, molded by it, the sadness that is. You guys chose it. I would love to hear your stories. And honestly, I forgot about the responses I got on that post until you brought up that international list. So me and Kevin perused through some of the cooler ones. And, you have, uh, that thing got so many responses. 
Yeah, and like holy, and it went beyond just the Europeans. Like there were a couple of uh, South American everywhere. There. I think ne- there Netherlands Viet- everywhere. Vietnam. So this guy, Selecator Mode, Skeletor, I don't know what his name is, something European, and I don't know what where he's from, so I will spare you the accent, started to follow football a small two years ago. A lot of franchises do simply not feel real. The Browns do. Hell yeah, we're real. Cool uniforms, a history, and no funny animals, <laughs> like dolphins. Who the heck came up with that? It took a while to find the Browns, but I really got interested in them. I found out about how passionate the fans were and the shit show of moving to Baltimore and how the fans stood up against that. I was sold. This guy's sick. <laughs> Started watching all the games from halfway last season. Found out that the Browns had a star receiver who was suspended for all of the time I was following the NFL, and I was hyped. He was referring to Josh Gordon. Really extensively followed all of the off-season news with all of the possible picks and trades, and now I am daily sorting the Browns Reddit by new. Also, the current team reminds me of my hometown soccer team with all the young guys and trying to get back to the top with the young talent. That was I like great. that. Shout out that guy. Uh, speaking of real quick, Josh Gordon got reinstated today to the NFL. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Good luck to you. I mean that. So let's talk about Brown stuff. Let's talk let's about back. Arrowhead. We, we left off at Arrowhead. I Look, I'm going to – my buddy, shout out Sully, made a good point when he said, I don't really understand how you can say you're one of the loudest venues when you have 80,000 seats in there. Like, of course it's going to be loud. I did not think it was the loudest environment I've ever been in in my life. I would even put it as top ten. I do, Please do not get me wrong. Those fans – uh, they are not far down from us in terms of on the list of the best fan bases. They are maniacal. They know how to tailgate, and that stadium is incredible. Like, do not get me wrong. They bring it in there. But I thought I was going to come in there and need, like, earplugs or not be able to talk to someone next to me. So that was my take. That was my take with Marrowhead. And, yeah, so wait, the fact you're, that was- you're saying it wasn't that – sorry to interrupt. You're saying you didn't think it was that loud? No, I, I'm fully recognizing it was loud and crazy in there, but it wasn't the loudest place I've ever been in, and that's kind of what they sell that place as, I feel. Oh, God, I, I was like, hands down, this is the loudest stadium I've ever been really? in. Really? Yeah, I mean, uh, it beat Buckeye games by a lot. See, I, that's, thought. see I, thought Buckeye, I thought Buckeye games, I was thinking about uh, just college football games, I feel like some, sometimes louder. But granted – I'm sure that place or the playoffs too is an absolute freak show. Um, no, they're up there. I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not hating on these people at all. It's just I didn't think it was the loudest place I've ever been in my life. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, it is what it is. Great stadium. There's not a bad seat in the house because of how that place is set up. It's kind of like Soldier Field, where it's like steep. Yeah, great stadium, and it stayed 100 degrees till 6:30 p.m. or something. Yeah, yeah, I do have complaints with that. The weather was, it was so how we were walking around. Uh, finding, meeting up with various people in tailgate spots, and I was just like, "Lord, I may not make it." Um, that's a little bit dramatic, but it did feel like the Batan Death March. Can we make fun of the? Can I reference the Batan Death March? That was further. Along. I don't know what it is. Oh well, read a book, Kevin. Um, had to do with a lot of heat and a lot of walking, and it's actually a, a sad point in history. Um, 
the people in Kansas City are the nicest people of all time. Oh, they're very Midwest, just like Cleveland folks. Dude, they are nicer than Cleveland folks. I, me and my buddy, uh, party, Schwank, put off, we go to an away game every year. Uh, we are now, what, after that loss, <laughs> two and nine. So, you know, that could be part of the reason uh, we didn't come out on top. But we try to explore the city the day before. By explore the city this week or that game, we went to Top Golf, uh, which was really fun. These strangers just bought us a round of drinks, and the guy was like, "Man, I hope you guys are in town. Like, this is awesome. You guys are going to the game? You're gonna love." It. And everyone's just so nice. I'm like, "Dude, plural people have bought us drinks. That's never happened on the trip." Um, St. Louis was probably the meaner of the crowds as far as the crowds we've traveled to. Um, not to kick them while they're down. I mean, their team left, but these people, I'm like, are they trying, they were trying to jinx us into a loss and it may have paid off. I'm like, I know what you guys are doing and it's not going to work. So I tried to counter jinx it. But also I didn't do the, uh, the ear, the beer egg chug. Yeah. I, I was trying to see if the Browns could pull it out without me doing it. Plus I, couldn't find an egg in the morning. Plus I was pretty hungover and I didn't like, if I can't keep it down, then that's an automatic loss. And two, I got mates the night before. Did I tell you that? You kind of talk, talk about it, but then we were tailgating and I didn't get the store. Is this going, is this going in the podcast? Yeah, sure. It's not not like I did anything. You got Uh, mates in Kansas city. Yeah. So me and that, squad we were walking home kansas city bars they close at three o'clock and that which i'm like there's really no need to stay open that long because if the like whatever the law is we're probably going to do it and so then we're like okay we're walking back to the hotel um me and one of the other guys schwank we get slightly separated from the other people and we're we've been having a fun time we're not paying that much attention. All of a sudden, we look up, and it's like, oh, wow. We are in a large crowd of people in the streets. Like, and Schwenking's like, dude, did I miss something? He always says, dude, I don't know why it's so funny to me. But, which I say it a lot, too. Um, I look up. I'm like, holy shit. Is this a riot? And everyone's upset. And I'm like, how did everything go from so positive to tensions being so high and this cop walks by us this lady cop and she says i'd probably start walking the other way if i were you and i'm like schwanky what the hell does that mean and then all of a sudden people start yelling and our eyes start burning I'm like, what the hell just happened like we can't see people are running around I'm like Did we just get maced we got maced and i didn't like look up if that was an incident or if that was just like the Kansas city cop way of saying, all right, everyone go home now. You got secondhand maced secondhand. Yeah. So it wasn't like the cop didn't like spray you guys in front, but like the cop didn't just point us out and say, I'll get swanky. So you walked into a riot on accident I and got maced, so. but I didn't see anything in the news about there being a riot. So I'm like, is that just a casual Saturday night? In Kansas City, I don't think you can just mace a crowd of people without incident. I know, or without cause. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy, and it wasn't Schwanky. I he hated it more than I hated it. I was like, "This sucks. 
but it's not like all it did was hurt your eyes and make you hate cops. So I'm like, well, that I don't feel like it escalated anything. But in fairness, we did walk home in a faster fashion. So, yeah, those were probably a couple of contributing factors to the Browns not being able to pull it off on Sunday. For the record, we are pro-cops on this podcast. We said that before. I'm not pro-cops. I'm not pro-anyone. I am everyone is a person until I either like them or dislike them. I don't like generalizing saying that I'm pro-cops. Nothing against cops. There's good cops. There's bad cops. There's regular cops. I'm not pro or anti them. All right. We can, I mean, we differ on a lot of things. I'm pro-cop. So back to Arrowhead. The Browns lost Sunday at Arrowhead 33-29. to We're going to get into all these different parts. We continue on our losing season opener streak to 17 straight years of not winning week one. We had the Chubb fumble, Tyreek Hill, 75-yard touchdown. Uh, Jamie dropped the punt, and then Baker tried throwing it away at the end, but it was picked off. Um, Ronnie got kicked out. So I just want to hit the, the highlights of how all that happened and everything that happened. There's a lot of shit that went down. All right, Grossy, we're just going to focus on the bummers initially. What about the things that went right? What gonna, about? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Baker, 21-28 for 321 yards. Uh, Greg Newsom, the second. 44 snaps, one target, one catch allowed for four yards. He showed up and showed out. Uh, Baker looked like Tom Brady for most of the game. Uh, that offense can score whenever they want. That that first half was so fun to watch. All right, here's some stats. We, you know, we always say we're not a stats podcast, but this week, just to spite – I'm going to stop saying his name, bleep it out. I looked up stats that – I appreciated one just without looking up anything, watching that first half, the team looked electric. They were scoring at will and they scored on, they had three real possessions and they scored on all three of them. When I say real possessions, they got the ball with like uh, about a minute and a half uh, with no timeouts. And they weren't, they damn near scored on that too. with That trick play magic at the end. But uh, Stefanski's play calling is incredible. Yeah. They, the Chiefs are one of those teams that you cannot stop. All you can do is slow them down defensively. The Browns, they were just that in that first half. They put up 21 points. They scored on every real possession they had. They did not have any stupid penalties, more on penalties. And it was amazing. Then the defense... There was just something about, one, everybody looked so much faster than last year. It was night and day. Like, yeah, did the Chiefs put up 32 points, 34 points, 33 points, whatever it was? They did. But you're also going against a team that has three first ballot Hall of Famers on the offensive side of the ball. Patrick Mahomes may be the best quarterback He's made – God, I hope he doesn't surpass Brady because that implies him winning a shit ton of Super Bowls that the Browns don't win. But he's amazing. And our guys on defense, they were where they needed to be or at least close to it, which was a big leg up on last year. They were never burned. They made the Chiefs work for every time they scored in that first half particularly. More cool stats, the Browns are – tied for fourth and least amount of penalty yards given up. Were you aware of that? No. Um, that is a stat that I'm like, I feel like a little stat pioneer because I haven't read about it. 
I just looked it up on the internet machine, one of those uh, statty websites. <laughs> Dude, you could not hear anything in that stadium. And for them to come out and keep it to 30 yards given up, tied for fourth in the NFL, that's huge. And that speaks volumes about the coaching staff, the discipline of the team. Um, yeah, we've never had that before. I mean, dude, in 2019, we like set a record for like the most. Yeah, I was at that game. Yeah, so was I. That was. uh, We're not going to talk about the dark times, but But, look how far we've come. That's why, and I like that stat. Keep that. Keep that up. That's why I wanted to hit the bad news first, so we can get to the good news after. But I want to elaborate a little bit more on that. The dumb penalties. Uh, Yes, yes, on the field, but that Ronnie getting kicked out didn't help. Ronnie that was get, a big loss. That was a big loss. I Here's the thing. Stefanski, the team, they don't accept excuses. So that's where me and Kevin have to make excuses for them or at least pat them on the back because it's not going to like they're going to be like, oh, well, Riley and Kevin said getting kicks out. Okay, we'll roll with that. But, dude, Harrison made a clean tackle. When he was getting up, he was shoved in two different directions including by the coach that he certainly gave a retaliatory retaliatory shove back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stefanski nailed it in the press conference. He said, you know, we talked to Ronnie about it. We all know the rule. The second guy is always the guy that gets penalized. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he made a mistake, and it was so damn hot out there. Like, <laughs> I feel like if somebody would have shoved me, I'd have lost That's the my thing. Mind. That's the thing. He was not stepping on any players, people that didn't see a good video, didn't see a long enough video. First of all, for those of you that are saying Ronnie punched that coach, you are outside of your mind. Y'all need some help. I don't know if you're smoking meth or what you're doing. There was no punch thrown. I almost lost my mind on my flight home. Some Chiefs fan next to me, this uh, this woman was going off. Like, I can't believe that he stepped on it. I put my headphones down. I I can't. I can't get in this conversation right now. Yes, I by no means am I saying I, I love when our players get thrown out of games. That being said, you're in the moment. You're in an NFL game. The play just ended. It's 400 degrees out, and a coach pushes you. Natural instinct, I am not faulting Ronnie for pushing back at all. I'm not going to sit here and uh, encourage it, but that's that defend-yourself mentality. That's a respect thing. I am 1,000% behind him on that. But, yes, Stefanski did nail it. He's like, everyone knows it, and that's a big thing in hockey, too. I come from a a lineage of hockey. Uh, Second guy in always gets it and always gets the penalty. So, suck that the coach didn't get thrown out, too. He started it. I don't know how New York, like, delays the game to call in that Ronnie pushed the coach. But in seeing that replay, you have to watch Ronnie get pushed first. So, that made no sense. The delay of that game was getting nasty. Uh, Am I – so I can't – I always forget what they're allowed to review. It's not like targeting in college, but it seemed like they jumped on the flag pretty quickly. No one reviewed it. Or, excuse me. None of the coaches requested a review. Like, New York can come in and trump any call. Yeah. Either way. I mean, it's – you can't push coaches, but – No. But anyway. I mean, like, we're – like, not to – I agree with what you're saying. I'm just kind of in the camp of – that sucks that that happened, but also the guy should be crushed with a fine. Like, I mean, that was frustrating that it happened. And last year he was 
got to be the third best defensive player we had. He's up there. Um, he had hurt. Losing him really hurt. It did. Yeah, you could tell. But dude, the team played well. Like they're, I you were talking about the the deep ball to Tyreek, like the coverage on him by JJ the third. Did he get burned? Yeah, slightly, but the ball was kind of underthrown, and Tyreek went back to it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't set you up for success when. I mean, I'm not calling out the coaching staff or the DC, but it's like, well, you're guarding Tyreek Hill one-on-one and shit like that can happen. And the Chiefs got better of it. If you make the smallest of mistakes, I think everyone said this in their press conference, against this Chiefs team, you will pay for it. And that's obvious. This is what happened. Baker and Stefanski would be the first ones to tell you that. Uh, Odell not playing, I was surprised. I think Shefty tweeted it like the day before that if he's feeling good, he's going to go. And then Jim Nance during warm-up said he didn't look right when he was warming up out there, so he didn't play. He's not playing this week. I actually like that Stefanski came out just today and said, guys, he's not playing, so don't even bother me with that. But I think a lot of people need to realize, one, looking ahead to Houston, yeah, they beat Jacksonville last week. Yeah, Terod Taylor and 20 other former Browns are coming into play. We're 12 and a half point favorites. I'm not going to look down on this team. We are not. We have no right as Browns fans to look down on any team for a while, for a long time. At the same time, I mean, this is, we don't, hopefully don't need Odell to beat the Houston Texans, what I'm saying. So he's out this week. What I wanted, or what I was trying to say to people is he's not even a year since he tore this ACL. Go find – I'm not going to Google it. Go find me an athlete who's ever come back in under a year. You, you probably can't do it. Him coming back even in two weeks is incredible. So I just I'm, – I'm sick of people like, well, we got to see Baker and him together. No shit. Get him to 100% or what's the point? I agree with that. I think what's probably part of the confusion in that is that he's been practicing. Correct, right? He has been practicing. Like where have we seen those – we see these highlights of him making sick catches in practice. The Browns are posting it, getting your blood boiled for the game or pumped up for the game. And then it's like, ah, oh, shit, he's out. But I didn't – I don't know. There was something – I'm so excited for him to come back, but I'm not – I'm also like, well, they don't have a problem in putting up yardage, apparently. They are tied for second in overall yardage. More stats. Let's go. 454 yards, which was the first place through Sunday until Monday night football when the good old Raiders put up like 491. And the reason I'm not bad or bitter about the Raiders putting up 491 is one, it's a useless stat. Like it doesn't help the Browns get into the playoffs directly. Indirectly, it might. Um, two, they use that to beat the Ravens. And three, they did it in overtime, so it's like, ah, it doesn't even count because you had more time than us. Uh, but they beat the Ravens. You know, Thank you, Carl Nassib. Let's go. Shout out, Carl Nassib. Yeah, the Ravens lost. Love that. Steelers beat the Bills. That was a bit of a surprise. But, hey, again, anyone who thought the Steelers were just going to roll over and die, they're never just going to be like a 4-13 and team. Like, let's just keep that real. Not, not anytime soon, at least. Um I'm going to be honest. I was really hoping they were going to roll over and die. Well, oh, we, I mean, definitely, definitely. 
Um, you know, we're talking a lot about stats, and you've said a few stats that include the word yard. You know what you do to a yard, a real yard, like your front yard, is you mow it. <laughs> you good. mow it with a lawn mower. Ladies and gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped make, in my opinion, the best razor out there. I have it. Raleigh has it. We've had people on this podcast that have said they've had it. It's the best shave I've had. They have things for everybody on their website. And the reason why I bring up lawnmowers is because their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, is incredible. It's the smoothest shave. It's waterproof. It stays in the shower. Easily rechargeable. It's the best. And here's what we're going to do. Go to manscaped.com. Type in promo code FANSIDE20. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Come on. It doesn't really get much better than that. Feel me? Manscaped.com. Promo code FANSIDE20. Let's go. Let's uh, celebrate another good thing. Now that we're going to go kind of back and forth here. Um, first of all, to put a bull on that, Baker, until the interception, Baker looked incredible. I mean, let's just keep it a bucket. It's, oh, you're saying that because his, his wife is – no. Baker, that first half, was maybe the best he's ever played uh, in a Browns uniform. Everything was looking just beautiful. For that – for, you know, uh, I do want to celebrate Jed is okay. Um. Oh, I thought you meant like yeah. Uh, Jed was losing really well. Jed was a tough, tough, tough loss. Yeah, that made a difference. Also, fairness on that pick, Baker was hit, but even Stefanski, in the spirit of not making excuses, he's like, "Yeah, he needs to do a better job of throwing it out of bounds when he's throwing it out of bounds." I'm like, "Okay, well, that's fair." But yeah, he did look great, and he just looked like. That whole team, offensively, particularly the first half, they did not lose their composure. It was just like a symphony. It was well-balanced play calling, fantastic execution. Um, He was throwing to not only making the right throws, but it's like throwing it to where he should. Does that make sense? Like, Not all interceptions are created equal. Sometimes, you know, you see there were a lot of them in 2019 where it's like, dude, how many – hit the receiver's hands or whatever, or you make, you see a quarterback make a throw. Bakes one of the like most, he's one of the most coverage. accurate, he's one of the most accurate passers in the league. And anyone who doubts that can go pull up PFF or any of the stat sites. He's one of the most accurate arms yeah, of and, all the quarterbacks. And he just, every time he threw the ball, like he threads the needle when he needs to, but he's also throwing to what's available. Like he just, it looks so good. With him starting at the top, um, the running game is fantastic. It's just I'm so excited to watch this team. Yeah, one rant, one rant on the running team. Um, oh, first of all, uh, I would be shocked if we ever see Nick Chubb fumble the ball like that again. I think he probably went home, locked himself in a room, and has been working out and lifting since that game. But I get horrified every time Kareem does that climbing the stairs jump over five guys, I would love him to not do that anymore. Yeah, and well, on top of that, uh, we had a Wyatt somersault block. Oh, yeah, there was a Wyatt somersault block. Um, oh, speaking of penalties, he was one of them. I realize that he knows that, and if he comes back on the podcast, we'll scream on it. No, we're not really going to actually scream at him. But it was a possession of no consequence. It was kind of in garbage time at the end of that second half, and – he probably, similar to Chubb fumbling, went home and started 
in his case, I don't know, wrestling gators or something to the like. But Can we just to put a bow on this altogether, y'all, this is not the same old Browns in the words of Wyatt Teller. Thank you very much. Great segue. This is a good football team. This is a great football team. There are not even a handful of offenses that you can say are maybe better than ours right now. We can finally score at will, which I've never seen in my lifetime. Our they defense. Did. No jinxing. Throw, yeah, we got to throw some no jinxies out there. It's also no like, jinx, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right now on paper, I, we got to go through a season. I get that. We're one of the better teams. We've never had that before. Again, in my lifetime, knock on wood, no jinx, but enjoy it. That's what bad these hot takes people are having. We don't have to do that anymore. Okay? Like, I know people are just used and they want something to bitch about. That's what we've been accustomed to and just trained to do our whole lives for 20 years. We don't have to do that anymore. Just realize that and think. That's all I've got to say. Can we move on to Houston? Yes, shortly after I say this about the defense in closing. I realize the defense, I think the defense performed better than the stats indicated. They were fast. They kept the pressure on the Chiefs. Mahomes and his cheat code of a tight end came out on top. It is what it is. The Browns are pissed. They're ready to move. Also, we didn't do a, once we get done with Houston, we got to do a uh, predictions because we didn't do that before the Chiefs, which could yeah. have ultimately helped with the victory or the loss, rather. Yeah, we got a few things we got to clean up. The egg and the predictions are one thing, are, are both things. So, Houston Texans are coming to Cleveland, Ohio, First Energy Stadium this Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Last Sunday, they beat the Jacksonville Jags 37-21, Trevor Lawrence's first game. Herb's first game as coach in the NFL. It is Coach David Culley's first year in Houston as head coach. We have a ton of former Browns on this team that are coming back to play on Sunday. Let me name a few of them. Terod Taylor will be starting quarterback. Farrell Brown, Vincent Taylor, Christian Kirksey, Christian Kirksey, Terrence Mitchell, Eric Murray, the spread as of a few hours ago was minus 12 and a half. The over-under is at 48. I don't want to talk about that at all. But it's going to be an interesting game, and you should not even think. I know they're ranked at the very bottom of everything, at least in the preseason stuff. I can't look past this team. Well, Houston, they – You I can't am... start a season 0-2, so we cannot – and they know that. The team knows that. Oh, oh I saw it uh, today on uh, – Blue check mark. Stefanski put all over the locker room and the inside of the facilities. Browns 0-1, Texans 1-0. So they see it everywhere. So they know that they're going against a team that's 1-0, and we're not. Stefanski was saying that since his press conference. I love it. So he'll always find bulletin board material. We can't start this game 0-2. This season 0-2, excuse me. I agree. I agree. It's a big game. I agree. It's uh... (sighs) – I mean, they kicked Jaguars' ass. I mean, granted, that was shocking. I mean, I don't care who you are. Winning by a large margin in the NFL is not an easy feat. Jags were favored by three and a half last time I looked. Jeez. Oh, uh, so, yeah, let's – wait, and where was it? It was at Houston. Okay, that's, that's good. I like that. So now I'm getting kind of nervous. But they just need to – here's the thing. While we're all nervous, while we're reading Twitter about what went wrong, what didn't go right, whatever, the Browns' motto is "Do your job." Excuse they me. all of the all of the players in the press conference. Uh, I don't know if it was post game or obviously it was post game, but the next day when they were 
discussing things that went wrong. What I appreciated, I guess, is that they all talked about things where they dropped the ball, like individually, as a, a mental mistake or mental error. Like that's what they prioritize is not making mental errors. Like fumbles will happen. Like Chubb, when he fumbled, like the guy put, when you get the head on the football, the shit happens. But doing what you can not to make the easy mistakes, including penalties that kill drives, things along the lines of that, they're thinking like champions and they're holding themselves accountable. Uh, People have been talking about accountability for years. It's great in theory. You're like, ah, make your team more accountable. It's like, well, they have bought into it in the locker room with the coaching, with the culture, and I'm jacked. I'm Look, jacked. Brent, I, I feel bad for anyone who's coming into play in our house the first time fans have been back in almost two years, the entire fan, or the entire stadium. It's going to be an absolute clown show in terms of noise and the fans, and I would love to be there. But should we do predictions? Yes. You want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first because I can tell you're still thinking about yours. I am going to say this is a big bounce back game. There's a lot of pissed off guys in that Browns locker room after last week, especially being up 22 to 10 at halftime. I'm going to go Browns 33, Texans 10. That's almost as absurd as uh, Browns 43. What did you say, 30? 33. All right. Browns, 42. Texans, 9. <laughs> I thought you said uh, Texans, 3, but I'll take that. And a one-up on both sides there, Kevin. But also, Terod Taylor was looking pretty good that first game. We'll see how it goes. But And Stefanski, Baker, Miles Garrett, Clowney, Ronnie Harrison, John Johnson, we trust. Clowney like, looked good. And about 40 other dudes. Yeah. They all, I mean, got, obviously, Miles look good. You got to replay that tweet of, or the, there's a video of the sack that Garrett got. Clowney was right there, like McCollum's was sandwiched between them. It was just—it's unbelievable. Uh, man, I'm so excited. But that team defensively, they are going to emerge, and they're going to come in strong because that game they lost against the Chiefs. Not to make excuses, but it is the goddamn Chiefs. They are fast. They are learning. And they're going to learn fast. I'm ranting. I'm sorry I'm ranting, but I'm jacked. So I want everyone listening and us too. After this podcast is coming out Thursday, September 16th, whenever you listen to this, hopefully it's today, we don't speak of Kansas City ever again until we need to for seeding or playoffs or whatever. We don't talk about this game again. We're on to Houston and we're on to the rest of the season. Let's just keep it moving forward and let's have a year. Well said, Kevin. Shall we close it out? Let's do it. We will see you guys next week. Go Browns. For those going to the game, send us all the content. I want to be there so much. For Raleigh, for myself, from the Dogs of War podcast, good night, Cleveland. Jack.
goes. This is how the story goes. 